0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: took a week off a week break right Jonathan
2: yes we did yeah and, we had uh, a I'm week glad, off yeah I'm glad we did you know we had <laughs> uh we I needed that week uh so uh but we are back we're back in action
1: we're back in action and we have a great show this evening um and I will let Jonathan kind of give a little introduction to our special guest tonight go ahead Jonathan Take it away.
2: All right. All right. Um, our guest tonight has been in uh, such uh, wow 80s horror gems as uh, popcorn, uh, Phantom of the Opera, um, uh, let's see, uh, The Cutting Class, um, and not, you know, and let's, well, Stepfather. I mean, I, I did, the list goes on. I'm sure we'll talk a, a good amount about them, but please. Please welcome Jill Scholan. How are you doing, Jill?
0: I'm good. How are you, Jonathan?
2: Good. I, I did not mess that name up, did I? The last name up. Was, <laughs> no, you kidding, did right? that
1: perfect. You got that down. Okay, right. <laughs> now, for the audience that's listening, we literally were just talking about this uh, before we came on. Um, her last name, um, the first three letters is S-C-H, and I clearly was just like, stolen or I said something completely American and um I I for one it's really funny because I have a French last name that everyone else messes up too. So it's really funny that of course I would mess up someone else's name but that's a I I'm it's okay. Um so I would love You're so funny <laughs> I would love um so showing um, just to be have a cute little thing at the beginning here. Where? What's your background like? Where is that last name from? Well, it's really it's
0: it's super funny, as in strange, that it's even coming up because um, um, tonight I was having dinner earlier with my son, my youngest son, and my parents, and he was letting us know that he did one of those um, the ancestry um, blood tests. I don't know, blood yes. tests. I've never done them. Whatever they are, saliva tests, or I don't know what they are.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: he he did one of those. And I think it only came up about 8% uh, German-French. It's kind of like, they had it all in the same category. But the name is, uh, my family's from... I guess at some point in time in history, it's Luxembourg, and at other points in time in history, it's Germany. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where it's from, on the German side of uh, Luxembourg. Oh,
1: nice. That's great. Yeah, that's kind of like my last name. There's some weird history where there was some war going on in Germany, and uh, this soldier had, like, fled to France, and then apparently the army that people he saved they named him, so it's like he was from Germany, uh, but then when he moved to France, yeah. the French gave him a name. So it's it's interesting, like yeah, it's, it, I've heard a lot of people have names where it is like it started in Germany some way, but then it fled to another section, and I'm like. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was going on in Germany in the past. (laughs) No one wanted to be there. They just wanted to get the hell out of there. They're like, fuck this. No. We're going to steal their name and then leave. (laughs) And then
0: they did things like they cut a lot of the names off, like just using my own name as an example. I don't think this happened to my name, but just using it as an example. They would do like, Scholenberg, and then they just cut off the berg or something (laughs) (laughs) and they migrated and came to the States yeah (laughs) anyway that's where it's from and a lot of people have pronounced it exactly the way you have the the way you did it's not (laughs) uncommon I think think you said yeah I think that's how you yeah a lot of people say it that way yeah
2: Kind At least of the second half me. right. I don't know why <laughs> I thought originally, I I thought like Shulin, you know, but it's not like, I've it's heard not that made too. that way. You know, so <laughs> I that we, we way like and
0: Shulin,
2: yeah. Yeah. Like we like to check with our uh, <laughs> guests because, you know, you never really know. You don't want to butcher somebody's name so bad that they're just like, okay, we're not talking anymore. <laughs> So you never know.
0: by announcers that get all those names right live i'm like oh, how do they do that i know i could never have that kind of a job i would butcher all of the last names and probably a lot mm-hmm. of the first
2: names as well <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i i agree um let's here. Okay, yeah. okay, let's kick it off here yeah. um Okay, I just wanted to say real quick, before we get into, like, more of the meats and potatoes of acting, that I uh, actually, as doing research, um, I saw that you were in a movie, or not movie, TV show, with uh, Nicolas Cage, and you know what I'm talking <laughs> about, Jill, right now, and uh yeah. lover, and uh, yeah. called Best of Times, and you can actually see it, ladies and gentlemen, you can see it on YouTube, and it is actually really, really funny. Uh, It seems like it's a skit comedy show with you guys playing yourselves and and being high school kids and stuff like that. But um, can you tell us a little bit about, like, was it your first uh, foray into acting?
0: Uh, Pretty much so. Yeah, pretty much so. I mean, I had uh, gotten into the business because somebody heard me sing. I came from the singing world, taught myself to read music and play the guitar when I was about nine, Um, and then I think an agent saw me when I was about 14, maybe 13, 13, 14 years old, and um, when I got my first commercial, uh, that's how I got into the business, doing commercials, they were singing dancing commercials. So I think the very first one I did, and I I remember it. I totally remember it. it's so scary, you guys, because I'm 55. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. this commercial I did probably when I was teen or And I remember the song. It was for Pizza Hut, and it went something like this: I put the pan pizza in the pan at Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you were dancing as you were singing, like you're doing choreography with that I love dancing. it exactly i did see I did that I did a
0: a regional spot i only i almost only did um national commercials, but I did a couple of regional spot commercials and there was this one product out there called Mr. Turkey, and that was another singing dancing one, and then I did singing dancing for sprite for Diet Coke. Coca Cola. I mean, I because remember it was out of the craze. Well, you guys are probably too young. What am I saying? Remember, you were just like a blink in your mom and dad's, you know, thought. What <laughs> a day! Um, but there was a very. Do you remember? Or you would know David Naughton. He did um, uh, American War in London.
2: Yeah, did you I ever met see him. that film? It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, he he first got famous, or I think he did from doing these Dr. Pepper commercials
2: where he sang and danced in the Dr. Pepper.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I mean, they were so hugely popular, I think, in the 70s. And so there was, like, this big craze for the singing-dancing thing. And then that show, The Best of Times, was born out of, um, at the time, there were just, like, the three networks. ABC, NBC, CBS. There wasn't even a Fox or anybody else. It was just those three. And um, there was a very popular movie, Fame, and they made a television series that was on NBC. And it was doing so, it was so popular. It was doing so well. And so ABC came up with this idea from the, um, director, producer of a very popular TV show, I think in the '70s, called Laughing with Goldie Hahn and a bunch of other people, and um, he did this a teenage kind of version of it, a skit type type show. And yes. uh, we were we were just ourselves, and you know, we had a ball doing it. It was, I think, a pretty bad show. <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun making it so much oh that sounds fun.
1: amazing i love it like i grew up um as a dancer singer myself but i me and my friends would always um uh I, I trained in new york city and me and my friends always made that comment you know when we took dance history class as well um we'd be like ah oh, like if only we were dancers, you know, during the Bob Fosse era or, you know, that the 60s, 70s, and 80s to be a dancer was just, there was such a beauty with it. And, and for me, I, I, I loved Pina Bausch and I loved those, that style of dance and I still choreograph that style of dance, um dance uh, every once in a while when I'm not filming. And, um, and I just, me and my friends, we have a laugh, we're like, You know, all the hard work we did and all these things we did, all these shows we did, if we took that and took it like 20 years in the past, all the, you know, we'd probably be doing even more things because it was just the arts as a whole um, was just so well respected when it came to um, film using, you know, it was multimedia. They, people danced, they sang, they they acted. Everything was just, everyone was a triple threat. And everyone respected that. And um, yeah, what, hopefully one day it will, it will come back. But I'll probably be too old by then. And then I'll be like, ah, "You're so I miss funny." That.
0: <laughs> I, see, I look at it totally different. I love, by the way, what you're saying. I love, love, love. But I was <laughs> a triple threat, and I feel like there was nothing out there during the '80s. There was like nothing. It was like you know, in the '90s. Or I don't well, know, see, that's why that. I'm talking
1: to you. <laughs> I'm it, I didn't perspective. I always felt like I landed
0: in this hole where it there just wasn't really anything out there with, um, you know, yeah. singing, dancing. I, rem- you know, there was just like nothing. I mean, really, nothing. Well, I was you... doing a play at the time in yeah. Los Angeles, and it, it did run for a long time. It's small theater, and. um 99 seats and it ran for about five years but i mean with 99 seats even two three times a week you're still a handful
1: of people yeah i mean you're you're that you're still living in a studio apartment with three other performers like (laughs) yeah sharing the rest it's so funny it's so great too like to hear that perspective because, you know, we all have, like, our thing, you know, you have your friends and you, you talk and all those things. It's so nice to be like, now I'm going to get back to my friends. I'm like, well, Jill thinks, like, it was just as tough. Well, and she was <laughs> in that industry. So, yeah, it's it's so funny, right, because it's like, you know, here we were and still are being like, eh, we wish we were in that time. But it goes to show you should never wish you were in any time. You just kind of, like, pursue the time you're in and be in the moment and uh and yes. make it happen for Always. you. Yeah. Very And you did that, Just said.
0: That. <laughs> Well, I tried.
1: <laughs> well,
2: no, no. I, I do got to I I, I got to say something though. Um because yeah. yeah, I'm sure there there wasn't as much work um, you know, play, you know, that kind of that kind of stuff that uh, uh dancing and stuff. But you also did singing and dancing for like Uh, Babes in Toyland and movies and stuff, and like, you know, Phantom of the Opera and and tons of different things like that. I mean, do you feel like um, that's just a a whole different thing altogether, or do you think that that's that's part of that 80s thing that you were able to do?
0: No, I don't. I think that they they were um, not uh, joined together, I think they were totally separate ideas, you know, the, I did do Babes and Toilet, but it wasn't a real musical. It was like it had music in it the same way The Best of Times did, you know, eight or <laughs> ten years earlier, whatever that was. It had music in it, but it wasn't approached like, we're going to really put on a great musical. I had friends who were phenomenal dancers. I had, in fact, had two boyfriends in the, during the 80s. Um, who were dancers, professional dancers. They danced right alongside Michael Jackson and yeah. his videos. And and uh, one of them did all the double dancing for uh, Kevin Bacon and Footloose. And um, these guys, they were doing, that's where I think the real dancing was at that time, was in all, the onset of all those music videos. I mean, that's what I lived through. You know, yeah. in my when I was in my twenties, was watching mainly. I mean, I the first two people that come to mind are Michael Jackson and Madonna. They just dominated yeah. mm-hmm. MTV videos, and uh, all the the great dancing was being done there, and so much of it in the styles that you were talking about. You know, everyone had she was trying to do those Bob lines, and then Michael breaking them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah breaking you know, everything but still, still make, it. making it exactly
0: yeah. absolutely exactly yeah. you know he totally was had a bop style, but he he brought it into his world and you know and put his thumbprint on it and did some really unique things as we know
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but absolutely. i think in the
0: movies there weren't i can't really think of i mean because I think the closest thing was probably fame, right? And I'm not even sure what mm-hmm. your fame was. That had to be like maybe late 70s. Yeah. Like Grease. I mean, Grease, yeah. that was a phenomenal um, musical. Oh, God, it's so Absolutely. good. Very Gary,
1: Absolutely,
0: yeah.
1: And yeah. uh, Grease, and you know, there's an, there's another, I was just talking to my boyfriend about this. I told him to watch it. Um, oh, it takes place in Chinatown in San Francisco. Oh, gosh. And it, it's the same kind of thing, and it, it actually involves all Asian musical theater performers, and for its time, it was also it took place in the 60s. It, um, Oh, it's called Flower Drum Song. Oh, it, no. Uh, yeah. And it just, I mean, and I, I look back and I go, for its time to hire... Um, full Asian cast, um, that full musical like singers, dancers, and it was, and and it was underrated. It was one of those things where my mom brought me up obviously because you know I was dancing all these things. She would, you know, play all these musicals, and I'm like, who? Why? How? How has no one seen this movie? It is beautifully done. The dance scenes are beautifully done, mm-hmm. and and um, you know I, I I guess it's like like you said that that um, the few those few years like a couple of decades in there where they were just like throwing them out like water, like these beautiful made films um, that were really well written into the musical lines. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, some sometimes nowadays it's kind of very abrupt, like they're doing a scene, they're doing a, you know, oh, we're, we're telling each other how we feel. And then they start singing a song that's like complete opposite than that. And they're, they're dancing in like a basketball court. That's complete opposite from what they were just talking about. That's like, Um, It doesn't
2: flow as well now than it did back then. Is that an actual movie? Is there a a movie with some people singing at a basketball court? Please tell me there is.
1: Yeah, I think it's a high school musical, isn't it It not? Oh, well,
2: okay. (laughs)
1: But I do agree with what you, you said with that flow of, like, the
0: story. You know, now it's they sometimes go I think too much to the visual they don't keep the through line I love the through line I love it I'm I'm just a total geek (laughs) for musicals you know I mean I could watch West Side Story
1: like you know six times in a day (laughs) (laughs) oh and shout out to my friend Tenardi Vasquez that did like seven years of the Broadway show West Side Story Shout out to her. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that the that's one of those things where it's like you can go and watch the live musical, but the movie is just so fabulous, you know. And it, it's just all those dancers, you know, like chorus line, those dance scenes. You know, you don't get dancers like that. Oh, you do, but, like, I don't know why. There's just something about dance dancers in those films that they're, they're putting everything, like every Every little feeling. Oh, it's so I great. know. One of my boyfriends,
0: <laughs> the one I the one I told you about was in chorus line two. In that film as well. He 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 played a, oh I forget which character he played, but he was one of the main characters. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and I um, it. it was oh my gosh, I remember I was so in awe because I would be in dance class and I was Okay. I was triple, well, I wouldn't say we use that terminology, triple threat, as someone yeah. that can do all of them. But I, for yeah. me, my best thing that I did was all of them combined, if that makes any yeah. sense. That Absolutely. That was like I knew how to tie those together for one character who had an emotional story to tell.
2: That was like
0: my strength, but I was, I, I could never get in. I saw you um, on a video with your dancing, Laura, and you're so good. I could never do that kind of thing. I mean, I could, would beg, but I just couldn't do it. You know, I just couldn't, didn't have those, that skill level. And I didn't start, you know, when I was young and you really, I think need to, Start. You have to be so extraordinarily talented in dance yeah. um, to start later and to get to a yeah. certain level. But the ones, the kids that start really young, they just get it in their body so early. They have that muscle memory and their, their body just knows how to do it. But I used to love to be in dance class with all the great dancers, all these people that were doing all of this stuff. And I would be in them and be bad just to be around them.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's definitely something I would do. Yeah. Like, you just want to be around, you know, it's like, it's like positive, good energy people, you know. It just brings you up. Like, like I don't belong here, but I'm not going to say I belong. I'm just, I do belong here. Like, I'm going to walk yeah. into that room. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you know, you you know you know
0: what it's like when you go across the floor. You know, you have the piece, and you've done the choreographer's given you X amount, and then you basically perform it right there on the spot, and it's like, yeah, some people are so good at getting everything. It's like one or two times, and they have it down. Me, I'm yeah. just getting it at the end of class. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was always, you know, my level I was always
1: a step behind But,
0: you know, I hung It's, okay in there.
1: it's those, it's the people that are like that um, The dancers that are like that That really test the patience of a teacher You know, like, like the, you know you're a good teacher If you can really take someone that, that needs time And, like, needs focus from their, you know the teacher, and work with them, yeah, and I actually gravitate towards the people that are struggling, like when I teach master classes, I, yeah I, I see the people that are okay, they're getting it, you know they know what I'm doing. I will help personally help the people that aren't do, like that I know are struggling, I can feel the struggle, but I see the passion, and those are the ones I like to go to. I'm like, yes, oh. I, I, you're here because you love it i' I'm going, I'm going to work with you. You know, yeah, yeah,
0: I love that. That's so fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah. Great. Because the people, they're like prodigies, you know, like the people that get it, get it. And, you know, there's only, there's obviously certain things I can tell them, but they don't need one-on-one. Like I can shout at them and they'll be great, you know. But the the people that are there and you can see in their face, like they're scared or whatever, you know, they want the teacher to go up to them for the most part. Sometimes, you know, they'll be like, no, I'm Okay. But usually they want, you know, they want to know that you care about them. And it makes them work even harder. It makes them come back and know that they're not um, behind in class, that they they will get there. And that's why I wanted. like, I try to tell everyone, and this is for people that are that listening in, um, if you're just starting out and acting, like, don't ever feel like you're behind. And this goes back to our conversation um, with being in the moment. Be in the moment now, and don't matter how old you are, how young you are, you are are there, and you will get there. And don't don't look around you to where you're at compared to the people around you. Look at you in the mirror. That's where you're at, and grow from there. Oh, I
0: absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. And since we talked about West Side Story very very briefly before, yeah. I when I was watching it the other day, which is why it came so readily to mind. I was really watching Natalie Wood and she wasn't a dancer, like how you're a dancer, you know, she wasn't a dancer, but she brought something to the dancing because she wasn't trying to be anything more or less than exactly who she was playing Maria in that moment. There was um, of an emotional I don't think another dancer could have maybe even danced it better because she brought such an emotional component when she danced it was like you could feel her joy you could feel her love you could feel that she was just flying you know the, in in yes. mind and in heart as the character like this is my night out. I'm 16 years old, and you know, this is my first night as a like a as an adult. And the innocence in what yeah. she was experiencing is so evident. And in the hands of a more competent dancer, I don't know if that feeling would have come across. So it was just yeah. beautiful. And the way it was and i think it's really that way you know going to the acting and dancing and singing really all of it you know when we are true to that yeah. voice inside of us that unique voice that is just where it's at in any given moment i think that's the golden ticket
1: exactly exactly it just it just comes every like you said it becomes part of you it becomes you are the character it becomes you where it doesn't matter at the end of the day what everyone else can do it matters that that character is doing that in that moment and uh, and if it doesn't
0: make people feel I mean then what's the point I mean I listen to a lot of singers And they have right. these amazing vocal gymnastic skills, and I'm like, okay, now, now, what does that have to do with the story you're telling?
1: Yeah, why absolutely.
0: are you singing this song? You may as well just do scales to show me all
1: your skills. Absolutely, are. and and <laughs> that's the difference. Exactly that. And I'm I've been so big on that. I completely agree with you. It's one of those things where I I go to a show and I I get so itched sometimes when I. I'm like, ah, I just want you to put more into that. Like, there there comes a time when you can do something um, just because you felt like, oh, yeah, I'm good at this, so this is going to be the thing I'm go- I'm good at. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the arts or if it's, um, uh, you know, science. I know someone like, he's just always been good at programming, so he's like, I'm just going to do programming for the rest of my life. But he, he, there's no, like, excitement over it. There's no, he doesn't do, he just does what he needs to do, you know, to get the paycheck and that's it. There's no um, effort, out, you know, further than that because there isn't, that mm-hmm. heart, that passion to it. And that's with performing. It, it's anything. It's it, exactly that. It, I always get so frustrated when I see a performer and I know that they, or in my mind I'm like, oh, like I know someone or even myself that I would love to have that role to put everything into it and see someone not doing the same. And that that is something yeah. that, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on gravitating towards the feeling of knowing that someone at least gave their all into that.
0: Well, it's interesting yeah. because with acting, um, I think people are afraid, and rightly so, they're just handling it incorrectly, of Yeah. if they put <laughs> everything into it, they're afraid it will look like overacting or too much or too big. And yeah. that's an understandable thought. That may yeah. cross an actor's mind, but it, at the same time, it's the kiss of death because it takes them out of the thought. Yeah. Thinking about it alone takes them out of the feeling of what they're doing, and then they tend to just be boring trying to, quote, act natural, which just, it's that's like dead on arrival. There's no performance in that for any actor that's out there if you think naturalistic acting it, it is the path it's it's not
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i mean you want you want to Let. let i'm going to re, rephrase that i want to find the best words here that i can the naturalistic part has to happen organically and it's as fully um, the energy behind just behaving naturally is as full as when somebody is maybe, you know, hysterically crying or raging angry. The the energy is inside of us, whatever we're feeling, and whatever is called for at that moment because we're just in it, having an experience. It should be naturalistic because that's the way it is organically, not because we're trying to put a lid on it all as actors, trying to put a lid on our emotions. It never works. That kind of, quote, naturalistic acting is just, um, just looks boring. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love, well, I love, I love the, the truth
2: from you. It's so great. I love it. Well, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I agree because I feel like people need to kind of be taught what naturalistic act. You know, like if a director comes up to an actor and says, "Act natural." You know, I mean, what, <laughs> like, what's natural to, to you and me? You know, it would be completely <laughs> different and not natural to someone else. So right. um, telling an Ashley
1: actor. To... Yeah, sorry, ahead.
2: guys, go on. <laughs> go
1: ahead, Jill. go ahead.
0: Well, saying for a director to say act natural is like telling a person that's having a panic attack to calm down. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> <That's true>. work. <laughs> It doesn't work. You can't. I mean, that's the worst thing you could say. One of the best directors I've ever worked with, and sadly I didn't work with him on film. You know, we didn't do something on film together, but is Sean, uh, Sean Penn, the actor-director. Uh, he came to me years ago with, he wanted to get into directing, and he came to me, called uh, my agents, and then got in touch with me and uh asked me to do a play that he was directing that he wrote called The Kindness of Women and I I did it in Los Angeles and yeah. um anyway the thing I loved about him as a director is that he never um he never would tell an actor like He would never give them the direction of a result that he maybe thought he wanted. And I say that maybe he thought he wanted because he understood the mechanism of acting so much that he understood that although he thinks he may want a particular result, you always have to be open to letting that go, that it might not be that the result that you want, yeah. but the actor may organically come up with something a thousand times better, and he understood that, so yeah. what he would do as a director is he would always give, a, you know, a, like he would say a word or a phrase or something that leads the horse to water, you know, yeah. rather than say, drink the water. It, then you're just acting. You want the experience of something. And yeah. he knew how to take actors to the experience. He would just give a little adjustment. Uh, give it to me in purple. Well, what yeah. does that mean? Well, give it to you in purple? Yeah. I have no idea. But when, you, <laughs> when, but when you're in a space and you're in that <laughs> emotional space and you just let it come through you in the color of purple... Yeah. I'm not saying that he used that example. I think he did once use a color. I think he used red. But um, he just understood that. So, yeah. Yeah. That natural will... acting, ooh, not, not yeah. this. Not like that. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. want natural.
1: Nice. We I want agree. Natural, like some of the best, Durant, yes. Exactly. Exactly. I will agree, that I agree with you on some of the best directors so far that I work with are actors as well, and it's because of exactly that. They just kind they understand how how to get you there, um, or not even the how to get you there, but they understand what what you need in the process. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's and it's beautiful what comes out of that, and it and it's a it's a different sort of respect. Because they have been on the other side and or they have trained fully on the other side and um yeah it's uh uh it it is an interesting process to go from a director that has have had a you know acting you know either a career or they just love acting, they take themselves a class versus a director that just directs and has ne- never taken a class in their life, but usually nowadays, at least with my generation and um I I know Jonathan has acted before as well, too, um, is a lot of them are, a lot of directors now, a female director of mine, um, she has done both. She's directing, but she takes herself to class because she knows she needs to know that process um, to be able to Mm -hmm. talk to her actors properly and to understand them, and it helps. It definitely helps. It does. It does. You know, I,
0: I mentioned to you guys before we went on that I, I've been teaching the last couple of years, and it's I just stumbled into it, totally a stumble. It's nothing I went after or really even ever wanted to do. <laughs> it, just, it happened from my mentors, the people that I studied with, the, the man in particular, who's just brilliant, um, but um he and his wife his wife took over after he passed and he passed 6 years ago and then she passed 2 years ago and so i kind of bridged their school for a while to keep it alive for the last 2 years and um it's been a wonderful experience working with actors and being able to you know lead them there take them to that water and watch them find that place that they didn't know they had in them. They just didn't absolutely. even know that they were capable of that. It's okay. just so beautiful to get them there. And you're absolutely right, Laura. It's instinctual um, yeah. to know what somebody needs. Sometimes it's something you say. Sometimes it's just slightly putting your fingertips on their on their face, on their cheekbones and something about the touch or something just woo, it just releases them totally to another place. You you never know what it is, but it's very instinctual to to join I think almost psychically you work on this other level to know what people need or to how to get that performance out of them. Fascinating
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to say, like, um, to what you just said about the family, I want to say sending love and prayers to them uh, for their passing. And uh, uh, I'm sorry you had to go through that because I'm sure you uh, are were really close with them since uh, you worked with them for a long time. Um, I was. But they wrote that musical I told you that I did for five years.
0: Oh, wow. They wow. wrote... They wrote that musical. In fact, it's, we're doing it again. It's being done again. Um, it's probably going to be done um, outside, just outside of Boston um, in a couple of years because, you know, theaters need lead times. And yeah, uh, it's, absolutely. A show
1: called,
0: it's a show called Pepper Street. And I feel like it's really timely right now. I'm, I'm working on it. Every week right now, I put a certain amount of time towards it. And um, it's so timely because um, the leading character that I played uh, is a teenage girl. Obviously, I'm not playing it now
1: at 55. But back then,
0: (laughs) um, and she commits suicide in the first scene of the play. It's a musical. Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it already. And it's all about,
0: you know, with all this stuff, with all the selfies and Twitter and Instagram and look at me and look at me and look at me and you can yeah. become famous without any merit now behind your fame. And it's just like a popularity contest. And it's really like kind of like an imposter syndrome. We're out, out there presenting ourselves constantly and, yeah you know back when we did it, this show back in the eighties, this young, beautiful young girl named Spirit yeah. um she she felt like she didn't fit in everybody was so perfect and so blah 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 and her she felt out of place. She had all these feelings, all this stuff. she didn't feel like all that presentation that was being done. She didn't feel yeah. so fine when all the other people did and so that that place strongly deals with um teenage suicide which I feel is just so timely right now again you know with oh, all
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: I'm Absol- oh, sorry. The roof. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just it's through insane, the like, roof
0: all these people.
1: Yeah, it, today alone I was um uh I woke up and the first thing I'm in San Francisco currently and the First thing I did was I have I do I have like news alerts that come on my phone. I just like to to breeze through it just to know what's going on. I like to be very aware of what's going on, politics, currently, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I was scrolling through, and the like the third thing that popped up was oh there's a uh, school closure today in San Francisco due to um, a shooting. Like people walked in with a few guns today. Um, just, you know, why not? Like, it's just ridiculous. So they had a, basically a, a perimeter of the, a certain parts of the city where they didn't want anyone going out until they found these people and they closed down the school yeah. and the parents are outside the school freaking out. And it, it's it's that, it's um, school shootings, not just school shootings, but shootings in general that are going on a lot. And, with, and within that, um, uh, a lot of suicides. And you're finding a lot of the kids, That are part of the shootings end up committing suicide after it's whether they they like you said they they feel like they're out of the norm they're not respected so they you know they want to like you know go in and like kind of bully and show like well you didn't respect me who knows there's huge psychology on that and I I, um as a person that is an actor I I love to try to be on you know devil's advocate and try to understand these people and what they're going through and it, it, it's really fascinating, you know. In the past week, there have been two school shutdowns um, because of kids coming in with with uh, guns um, uh, when they weren't supposed to. And it, it's quite it, it is like you said it's that it's a time for people to be very aware, and people want to be aware now. Everything that's going on in the world, um, in our country, locally in towns, it's, history is repeating itself. Um, people are more racist than ever, um, and, and so um, uh, more people want to understand, and they want to understand what's going on. They want to understand why, and, and I, I, I feel like um, that, that's one thing that hasn't been done yet, uh, besides from Spring Awakening. There haven't been a lot of musicals out there that really try to understand what it's like to be a teen or a young adult. Um, in the now and what what that entails and what does that mean. How does that make us feel? Um, Yeah, how does it make us feel? I mean, this character certainly
0: is not on the side of a school shooter, but she is on the side of not feeling like you fit in, like something's wrong, something's just not quite right, that thing that you can't put your finger on that leads to depression, anger, kids acting out with drugs kids acting out with you know stealing all kinds of you know not good behavior things that aren't in their best interest and in this case she thinks that you know the world would be better off without her and so i love that the play deals with this theme and and i love that it looks like we're going to have the opportunity to put it up again. It closed in 19... Oh, this is so scary, you guys.
1: 1989! Oh, my goodness. 1989.
0: 30 years ago. That's a
1: good year. That's a good year.
0: (laughs) That's when it closed. Oh, my God. I did the first performance in 1983.
1: Oh, Oh my goodness. Oh, I love it's it. Like oh, my God. Thousand,
0: and it's so, the play was originally, obviously, so 80s and everything. But I love it and with the music and the dancing and telling the story of real people,
1: you yeah. know, and in our, rather
0: than the presentation. We're like, yeah. we're, we've we got real stuff going on inside all of us, you know? Yeah. And it's okay. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And it's okay
0: to to cry and it's okay to say our feelings. And when we're not feeling so perfect and wonderful and, you know, it's yeah. okay to talk about it.
1: Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that goes hand in hand with, with everything that is going on um, uh, at schools and outside the world. People start to close up, and they and they they feel like, oh my gosh, I can't show vulnerability. I can't show this because then maybe so and so will make fun of me. It becomes like a like a domino effect where everyone starts feeling that way. Like, oh, don't show my feelings. Don't talk to this person about how I'm feeling, or don't even open up to myself because it's considered wrong, or weak, or stupid, or or weird, or not pretty, or, you know, anything, whatever, you can put a name on it, Um, and it's a domino effect, and I think that's happening with our society now, is everyone feels like, oh my gosh, I don't don't know if I can open up to, you know, this, my best friend, or, or, you know, my boyfriend, or my significant other, because I don't know how they'll feel, or whatever, and um, we're all so scared, and we need, these um the the arts to show that it's okay and um that it's 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 okay to be vulnerable and to open up and to be um uh, accepting of others' feelings as well, and that that they're not going to hate on you; that they'll love you even more for opening up. And we've forgotten that. And then, um, so this sounds like an amazing, amazing, amazing musical. And we, we, let let us know, keep us updated. And me and Jonathan will have to like fly out and see it or something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right oh, there, front and oh, center. <laughs> oh, that's
2: so fun! Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, I was thinking it should come out for, like, the, the 30th uh, anniversary of its last, you know, last showing, you know, maybe next year, you know, for the 30th there anniversary. We go. There you go. Well,
0: <laughs> we're getting it ready. We're thinking it won't be ready to until, like, 2020 or 2021. It takes a long time to get these things right, you know. the Yeah. yeah. It's always about the nuance. You can always throw anything up. <laughs> Yeah. But the Absolutely. nuance of making something, you know, really terrific is, that's, man, it's hard. And, you know, I'm following in the steps of my mentors. Those were, for me, although they weren't hugely famous people, they came from the soap opera world, uh, their shoes were nevertheless giants to me. You know, I looked up yeah. to them in every possible way. And, um, so yeah, it's a, <laughs> another component, and we'll just take it one day at a time, and you know, hopefully I'll be letting you know that it's opening,
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be great, oh, my God, I'm so excited mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
0: funny, so mm-hmm. well,
1: I'm glad you're having a good time on our show. I hope hopefully you that you expected it to be good. I it's like some people come on the show and they're like, Laura seems like Jonathan always tells me they're like, Laura's cool, you'll be great. I guess um Jonathan is the quiet one and I'm the one that's like all over the place and um being loud. And I think it's it's perfect. It makes for like a perfect two because he actually comes up with amazing good questions and I I'll come up with great questions but I just love to dive in and and get everything going. So I'm glad you're having a good time. And I will say, like, um, every time has passed so so much. It's almost been an hour already. This is insane. Um, oh my gosh. I know. But you have, I think, within everything, what is so great about our interview with you is we nailed everything that we wanted to talk about. As far as, it, I, I I can go back, but it's just as you know, um you know, actors, the feeling behind everything, um, you know, how to be comfortable, all these things, details, and with it, it was beautiful because you brought your experience into the answers of a lot of questions I had, um, so its I, I just love when that happens, because I, I hate when, the, you know, you have to, like, stop, ask a question, stop, ask a question, I love it when it's more of, like, Let's just have fun organic. and um get to know you. And it's yes. Yeah, like 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 actors should be very organic. <laughs>
2: exactly. Oh, we hope so. I love it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I know like, yeah. 'cause cause Jill, you have um you have like done a lot of interviews on like you can find a ton of interviews on YouTube. Um, are there any like um Movies that people don't talk about that you think like um, like nobody because I'm sure everybody asks you about the stepfather and everybody asks you about mm-hmm. cutting class <laughs> and popcorn and all the amazing movies you've done but like um, like stuff like uh, this was uh, or that was then this is now um, and stuff like that um, I know we touched about uh, uh, babes, in, uh babes in Toyland um, briefly but like things like that what what are some of the movies that you don't get to talk about that much
0: well i don't get to talk very much about uh i mean you're absolutely right nobody cares about those movies anymore that was then this is now and one of my personal favorites was a canon film that i made and uh a couple of years ago i was on hollywood boulevard in a store i was buying um Somebody told me about an archive store where they have slides of, like, all the different movies. And I can't remember the name of it, but when I was in this little store, the owner said, Oh, I was just at this thing two nights ago with, um." oh, my gosh, this is such the wrong time to be having a brain-dead moment. Quentin Tarantino. Doesn't he have the theater in... um? L.A. is the New Beverly yes, Cinema? Yes. Do I have the right one? Yeah. Okay. Right yeah, yeah. there. Right. But anyway, this man said he was at a thing. He was uh, listening to Quentin Tarantino talk about canon films. And he listed my film, Thunder Alley, as his Ew. third favorite all-time canon film,
2: which what? I
0: felt very happy with. But this is a movie that nobody has seen. To
1: be
0: honest,
1: it's, it's I haven't like, even seen it. I'm
0: clicking on it it's now. It's a rock and roll <laughs> movie. It's a rock and roll film, an old-fashioned throwback rock and roll movie about Ooh. it takes place in Arizona. Country boy turning turning rock, you know, playing in a rock and roll band. And um, it's. I loved making that movie. I just absolutely loved it. But nobody has seen it, you know, it's one of those ones
1: that just kind of. You can find it. It's so (laughs) hard
0: to find because I think it came out on VHS. Like I think Uh, it was, it got a release. I think it got a release and then it came out on VHS or I don't know. It was probably on early HBO or Showtime back when those started and then that's it. It went, fell off into obscurity. I, it doesn't exist on DVD. I don't think it ever came out even on a laser disc. I mean, I think VHS is it.
1: <laughs> oh, Okay, well, I'm going to have to like do some sort of post. I'm sure someone out there has it. Someone will be like, yes, Laura, I have the VHS to Thunder Alley and I will send it to you.
0: <laughs> so I'm And the director of that movie, I always found this interesting, the um, director of Thunder Alley wrote the remake of The Stepfather.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
0: Isn't that a funny little coincidence?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that's crazy. I mean, I'm sure when he was doing it, he, he like, knew you know, like like oh I, I worked with Jill on you know or like he remembered that, you know? And he was like oh, you know, get sure. a chance to rewatch it and uh and uh 'cause I'm I would hope he'd rewatch it, you know, before he would uh remake you know, rewrite yeah. it. But uh I love like, how Jonathan drama. and
1: I like like we're starting to have the same responses. Like did you we were both like, yeah, we're like oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well,
2: Well, it's funny because we did do, um, on, I have a, I had another podcast that I'm no longer doing myself, but hopefully in September or something, uh, one of the, the producer will, um, take over as the, the new host of, it's called Hollywood Boulevard podcast. Um, and we were, we did a whole thing on Canon. Um, we talked about Canon stuff, but like, I mean, there's so many movies that Canon did that uh Thunder Alley was not even brought up, I don't think. Uh oh I, now we to, think I, a I shame. <laughs> it is a shame. I I wanna, I'm like, gonna like, find this up.
1: film. I'm looking it up right yeah. now. I'm gonna find it. I like <laughs> I like that and I didn't really particularly
0: um like the way that was in This Is Now turned out. And that was a shame. But I love the character I played in that film. I loved that. It was the only time I think I got to play the bad girl, you know. no. So I enjoyed yeah. that, and I'm trying Ooh. to think what else. Oh, I saw on, um, I was channel surfing, direct TV, and I see Billionaire Boys Club. They came out. Oh. There's a new movie on direct TV of Billionaire Boys Club, and I did the TV, the miniseries yeah. of it back in the 80s. Yeah. So. You know, there's so many I mean, remakes
1: happening. So many. I know, and there's
0: nothing that makes a person feel older besides looking in the mirror and seeing the
1: wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> For my generation, wrinkles? it definitely makes me feel good. Like Spider Man. Spider Man was remade. They're remaking it again, I think. And I'm like, really? I remember Tobey Maguire.
0: (laughs) To me, that's that's who I think of. I think of Tobey Maguire, and I can't believe I (laughs) many times it's been made. But that's kind of scary if we really think about it. Like, we're not coming up with new things. I mean, we're not going to the source anymore. And it's so important. I mean, you take, like, brilliant I, I've watched so many times and I, I couldn't count and I will continue to watch it hundreds of more times and that's the film terms of endearment I mean this is a such a simple story a story of a mother and a daughter you know the daughter gets cancer there there's not much to the to the plot you know the mother falls in love with the man the single man that lives next door but I mean this story when you get involved in the characters the way it's written it is so brilliant and it will last forever because somebody wrote something beautiful instead of retelling yeah. something it'll never even if they I wouldn't I mean why would anybody redo that film cuz you could right. never make it anywhere near it. <laughs> As the original one was. The only one. I'll just say the only one. You know. It's like trying to copy Judy Garland's performance in Wizard of Oz. Not ever
1: going to be done. (laughs) Exactly. I agree 100%. with You know, and I think that's like for me as somebody, this is why the new generation that's having children now, um, and I'm going to say this because I was... I I've been teaching a lot of like seven to fourteen year olds, and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll mention I'll mention something like something that uh, clearly everyone should see. Singing in the rain would be an example, and I'd be like, "Oh, have you guys seen singing or like a scene from Singing in the rain, or have you heard of Shirley Temple? Have you seen the famous tap dance of Shirley Temple?" And they're like, "Huh? What?" And they're like, Miss Lara, what, what are you talking about? And then I have to sit them down and show them. I I think things are being repeated because some of these young writers or young whoever, production company owners, have never seen these old movies. <laughs> so they think that they're going to do it better because they haven't even sat down and watched the whole thing.
0: <laughs> I am in such agreement with you. I, I One of my first in my first couple of months of teaching acting a couple of years ago when I, you know, was started out doing that, I had a student who I gave, um, I think, it, I can't remember which film it was. It doesn't matter. It was something from some famous film in, I don't know, the 80s or something. And yes. uh, it was something Neil Simon had written. And, and she... Had never she'd never seen it, she'd never heard of it. So then I gave her another piece again, something iconic. Never seen it, never heard of it, and I oh. I said to her that day in class, and I probably didn't. I wish I would have said it probably a little nicer because I just said it plainly, you know, bluntly. And uh, it yeah. was just like I said, well, how how can you? call yourself an actress, want to go and be an actress, go out there and get jobs and not know these iconic parts and yeah. have had no Aww. idea what these iconic film thoughts, you, exactly. that's your business. My old agent, exactly. a couple of years ago, I considered going back to work and I met with my old agent and she was like, Jill, how much TV are you watching I'm like none and she's like you can't even consider going back to work unless you know every single show that's out there every show you have to know every show you have to know what the plots are what's happening in them you have to get educated and she was right I ended up making the choice not to go back to work it was like that killed it (laughs) (laughs) I said, Mom, I had no time, no time to watch all those TV shows, but because I was like, "Why do it? I don't need it to do it for the vanity. I want to do it for the the work to really do it. You know, really get involved." And she's right. You got to study. You got to watch all that stuff. You have to stay current. What's up? And educate yourself on the past because that's how the present got here. It's because absolutely. Of all the people that paid the price in making these films, both good uh, and
1: bad. Absolutely, I think for that Netflix and Hulu and those are perfect for actors right now, because you could go on you and too. you just flip through and youtube you know you flip through and you can watch specific scenes from shows you can watch the whole thing you can just you can just binge watch something if you you really want to familiarize with something and you know or for writers too you know you want to go through and you want to see like what is everyone doing so i can do something different and um and that's where all these you know the internet really is an amazing format for performers right now because you can try to take it and uh, find your little niche and make it, make it different.
0: Yes. Make and it different. it's funny though. It's it's ironic that with so much information out there, you would think everyone would be completely educated with everything.
1: Right. But, right. Um, and they're not. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's kind of, a, I was, I, uh, I had a book, I can, Tonight's the boyfriend night.
2: <laughs> I had a boyfriend
0: uh for a couple of years in the last ten years actually it was more than ten years ago, but the last person that was in my life and he um passed away but he was a prolific oh, sorry. bass player and he played on so many uh records and soundtracks. Just an absolutely brilliant, brilliant musician. And we used to love to have these philosophical talks about um, education and gaining knowledge. And um, we used to say, like for us, we grew up in a time when you went to the record store to hear a song. If you wanted to hear a song, you would have to go to a store and we (laughs) would sit there all day long at least for three or four hours, along with everybody else in the record store. And you would, you know, get your vinyl, and you would read um, the notes that are written on the vinyl, I mean, on on the cover and the inside thing. And you would read, like, what musician was on it, and you'd keep track. Oh, this guitar is played on this one. Oh, he also played on so and so's record. You knew all of it because it's like you were you. In order to listen to the music, you had to become invested in it just to listen to it, right? Because yeah. it took all this work to go buy it. <laughs> Not yeah. like today where you just you know it's just there. Everything's so available. It doesn't really put us in that mode. And I wonder if there's a link. Between yeah. that and why we sometimes, okay, nobody get mad at me out there for saying this, but take the lazy path
1: of, like, let's do a remake. <laughs> right. I know, but let's I agree with you. You know what, if people want to get mad at me all they want, no, I agree with you, Jill. I, no, don't even, don't hold back. It is. I, I well, You know what, I I will say it for you. It is laziness. <laughs> No, but yeah, one of things like whether it's not or it, it or it is, it doesn't matter. But it makes me feel like it's laziness. I'll put it that way. And okay, well, I people out there, you're making me and Jill <laughs> feel like you're being lazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I do not actually mean it like lazy in the in the way that we think? You know, when you're too tired and don't want to do something that you know you need to do. I don't really right. mean lazy in that way. I mean like a a lower definition of lazy,
2: which is like, just yeah. like it
0: doesn't come to mind, to go deeper, to go into those other areas and explore other areas. It's, it's to some degree, the laziness, we'll put that laziness in quotation, it's yeah. almost not to the fault of actors and filmmakers and people out there because it's, it's not... Um, they're not that aware of it. you know everything is so fast and easy, readily available. it doesn't allow for pondering and uh daydreaming and uh imagination. clearly, when you just think of something of the clear blue sky, I was watching. Last night, I couldn't sleep. You guys, it was awful. I couldn't sleep. I was awake from 12 midnight to 5 in the morning. Horrible insomnia. Oh, wow. Because I was uh, on East Coast time and had fallen yeah. asleep at like 8 o'clock and like woke up at midnight right away. <laughs> anyway, I watched oh my La, La Land. Yeah. I watched La La Land again when I couldn't sleep last night. I was like that they thought up that first scene, watching the choreography, how the camera is so working constantly with the choreography is working. The cameras working with the music, the choreography, the acting, everything simultaneously. Somebody had to think that through. Somebody had to imagine that and see it as a finished yeah. product because they couldn't yeah. have edited it by accident that way. I mean, first of all, yeah. there's too many long shots. There's almost no cuts in that thing, but in that opening sequence, but it takes imagination. It's not fast and easy. It takes wonderment. It takes emotional vulnerability to go to where, where you take the lid off. You just take the lid off to allow for anything that anything is possible. You know, some I, I recently had an idea for that play I was telling you about, yeah, and I I came up with a phenomenal idea, and I said, you know, I'd like to do this thing, but you know, I'm not even going to go into it because we won't be able to. it be too expensive, and luckily, this man I'm working with and this woman I'm working with, Shelley and Mark, are their names. They were like, Jill, no, you don't don't stop that. Say what you think. You let your mind go. Dream. Let it go yes. to where it needs to go. If it can't be done, then, then that will happen. But a great idea will be born out of the fact that you just let your mind go to this other place. And imagine something that, yes, would be extraordinarily costly, maybe not even doable. But why not dream it at least? If we don't Absolutely. allow ourselves to daydream and imagine these things, well, we're not going to get very far. I just don't think we are, unless it
1: happens yeah. by accident.
0: And sometimes it does. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it does. I agree with that 100%. And, yeah, and it, it goes back to um, the idea of don't look around you, look at yourself. And, and don't be afraid to bring out those things you want to bring out, um, and uh, that's with storyline as well. If, if you sit there and you go, mm, I don't, I don't know, like I don't know, uh, it, you know what? Just do it. And for anyone listening, sometimes just put it down, put it on it. You come up with an idea, write it down, put it on a piece of paper, go back to it, whether you think it's a good idea or not. Just write it down, and you know, most likely someone else, a friend of yours, or whatever, will look at that idea and go, "You know what? No, we can do something with this, and let's try it. Let's attempt it." And that's the that's the that's the worst thing you can do, or the best thing you can do for yourself is is um, just attempt it. And um, you know, it, it. I think what I was going to say is nothing bad will happen from that. You know, um, and no, uh, to just. No, you're uh, so right. Yeah, and it's like that Lala's Land song, uh, you know, what is it? Reach something to the stars, like reach to the stars or be with stars. Um, you know, it's, it's that exact concept, like don't be afraid to to go shoot for the stars. and um, Dream the and impossible dream. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> dream the impossible dream. Yes.
0: dream impossible dream I mean what have you got to lose and I love your enthusiasm I totally love your enthusiasm (laughs) I love what you just said and I just have to piggyback on that the actors out there you know we live in such a great great you're so lucky all the actors out there all the young aspiring talented talented people I love the talented young talented people yeah. And you can shoot with your iPhone. I mean, really shoot anything, anything oh, you sure. like, shoot it. And, you know, there's no reason not to do anything that you want to do now because it's feasible. There was a time when it wasn't feasible. I made a short film back in the 80s. I had to cut it literally, like they got the kiln and Have the razor blade and had to literally splice the film and put the, you know, tape it back up together. And that's how it was done. I mean, it's so easy now and take
2: advantage of technology. The question is, do you still have it? Do you still have that short film? I do. I do. I, I
0: did it with a friend of mine who you guys might know. In fact, I'm, we're working on something together right now. I'm not quite ready to talk about it, but um, it, it's Suzanne Snyder. I did the film, Ooh, the, yeah. a short film called yeah. Star.
1: Do you know Suzanne? I
2: don't, I don't know, know her personally, personally, but, yeah, I
1: think she, yeah. she's in – she's around, she's in the, our, our peoples that I know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she's. Uh,
0: she was in um, Killer Clowns No Matters Days.
1: Mm-hmm. And yes. she –
0: and then she was in Weird Science, the John Hughes movie, Weird Science. She played uh, Anthony Michael Hall's girlfriend in that. And then she's done a mm-hmm. ton of other stuff, too. But that's what a lot of, you know, fans remember her by. And then she also did a couple of uh, episodes of Seinfeld. Um, but nice. she worked a ton. And she and I, we were like, uh, we had our same mentor teacher, Jean Bua, and uh, she was in Pepper Street with me. The, she was the original <laughs> girl that played my sister in the play. And we were I was was—we were, we're the exact opposite of each other. You know, same height. She's blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm, you know, dark hair, brown eyes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Mm. So, yeah, we used to go up against each other all the time for films. And um, it'd be, we'd be the last two in the room. You know, it's like call back, call back, call back and it would be down to myself and and Suzanne. Are they gonna go blonde or are they gonna go dark?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but oh anyway, God, that's I, love
0: why it. I did that with I did that that uh, short film with her. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's awesome. Yeah, she seems like she'd should be a great person to also kind of just chat in a room. Like you like you have such a great vibe and energy about you. And I, I mean, I love it. It seems like everyone from that generation, like I'm not, I, who knows, but um, a few other people that um, we've interviewed that's from that generation, you guys just have such a good vibe about you and a, a good vibe about this industry. And you're so happy with everything that you've accomplished and everything that you've done. And, um, and talk about being in the moment. You guys definitely are in the moment and still doing you and doing great things and, um, uh, it's just, it's so great. You're such, you've, you've made my night, Jill. It's so lovely. I love oh, it.
0: Oh, Laura, listen to you. You make my night. <laughs> oh. I get to think of all the positive, wonderful things that you said. I get to digest that. I love that stuff.
1: I eat it up oh, alive. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Me, too. I love it. I love it. I could talk like that all day. Sometimes people are Me like, too. okay, we get it, Laura. It's in our, na- like our nature. This. I know. It's in our nature. Like we want to bring peace and love. Man, yeah. I was a hippie in my past life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You were born too late. <laughs> I was, a little bit. But you know what? I'm going to be in the moment, and I'm going to bring it back.
0: I would to read a piece of now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was the same way when I was in you know, doing all my stuff, I was like, I just was born too late. If I was born a few <laughs> years earlier and and then I was like, God, if it just if I would have been just a little bit younger I would then it would have it it all came back. Like to me it all came back with Moulin Rouge and all of those films, you know, musicals. And oh stuff. yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And yeah. for me it's like I'm in that in between too. It's like or if I was yeah, if I was a little bit earlier or a little bit later. Um, but um it's one of those things, you know, I'm I'm in my I'm in my twenties now, so eventually it will get I'll get something. I'll have some fun with it. And
2: uh do bring back those
1: lovely musical. I do. I do. Um, I was uh I did six months of Lion King and then a, a friend of mine passed away and I ended up going on tour with Sesame Street and puppeteering as Elmo as a singer-dancer with them um, for a while. Oh <laughs> I have a big, oh, big like past before, before film. But, yeah, it was a great great life. And I got my bachelor's degree in film and theater, in theater, I mean, and I double majored in film. So I had the musical theater and, and dance and then film background. And then I went, um, I'm doing all, yeah, I had to, touring life and then I was like, eh, I'll go film though. or not? So I'm hoping I right now I'm like, Well, I wanna write a short musical for myself just to have fun and see what happens. Yeah. So, um, That's awesome. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> I'll have to bring you on. I'll be like special guest. Jill. Oh, it's She's going to so sing. <laughs> oh. But yeah, if you haven't seen Flower Drum Song, watch it because it will make it, it's, again, it will give you that positive, loving vibes and uh, make yeah. you smile. So, yeah, for anyone out there oh. that hasn't seen it, Flower Drum Song, especially if you're from San Francisco, Flower Drum Song. Every scene was shot in the street and clubs and nightlife of San Francisco, and it, it's beautiful. You know, oh, it sounds but yeah. I remember it. I've never seen yeah? it, though. Oh, see, I've so never seen it. It. it's one of those. And I will say, though, um, Jill, I have found your movie. I actually sent both of you a message. I have found your movie, The um, the Thunder Alley. And for everyone out there, if you want to buy it to watch it, you can buy it on DVD on VintageShack.com or, <laughs> or it's on... Rare RareDVDs.biz. You can buy it there, too. So the movie is Wow. Rare. That's a good thing. <laughs> so they must have well, made copies, though.
2: <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> joking yeah. right now. Um,
0: they must have made copies from...
2: Um, the VHS. The VHS. From the VHS. I actually oh, for sure.
0: Have, I have DVD copies of it, too, um, because every time I did a movie, back before they had DVDs yeah. and back before they had lasers <laughs> I would always put it in my contract that they would have to give me a three quarter inch um, professional size tapes of the movies so I oh, a couple wow. years ago I went and took my, all my three quarter inch movies. I have them all I think pretty much on in three quarter inch and um, tra- had them all transferred to DVDs so I do have DVD copies of, I think, pretty much all of them, Babes and Toyland. Because and, mm-hmm. that one you can't find on DVD either. You can stream, oh, really. It. It's I don't think it was ever released on
1: DVD. I have I the VHS though, of Babes and Toyland. B- I will say, yeah, Babes and Toyland. Yeah, it was my favorite movie with my me and my sister. We'll watch it together, my older sister. And every time we went to my grandmother's house, she would put babes in toilet, for the holidays, she would put babes in toilet. On. We always had to watch it, like, all the time. Oh, so I have that so VHL still. I know, it's so cute. It, it's just one of those memories But those are the sweet memories, you know, sitting down with your grandmother and your sister, and like, the smell of pie in the kitchen, who knows. Uh, my grandmother was Portuguese, so it's probably fish fish in the kitchen <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> um, and then we were watching days in Thailand but you know what's funny is when I watched I was so young I had no idea that it was Piano Reeves you know what I mean like and then I oh, see Piano so Reeves funny. older and I'm like I that was Ke- like I found out I think when I was in high school that Keanu Reeves was the guy in Babes in and Toyland. And I was someone I think a <laughs> girlfriend had told me that, and I was like, no way! And I like went home and I played. I was like, no way! It's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, it
2: was crazy. It was crazy. It <laughs> sounded like Ted, like a, a female Ted right there. No way. <laughs> so you
1: know, it uh, wraps
0: me up when I do the horror conventions. And, you know, people always ask, you know, for a picture from Stepfather or Popcorn. Those are usually the ones that they do. Not everyone. But I'll get the people, you know, they'll be so into horror. And then they go, they go, but do you have anything for Bates and Toilin? <laughs> <laughs> Which just (laughs) cracks me up because it's like the total antithesis of the horror genre, you know. Uh, uh, Or the other one they asked me about is Little House, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: my (laughs) God. That's funny. Um, I knew knew a girl. I'm not going to say her name because she would probably go crazy uh, if she heard this. But there was an actress I know that was at a horror convention, uh, last year and, um, she was on Hannah Montana. And so I kind of yeah. mentioned something to her. She was like, shh, shh, don't let any of the horror people know. I was on Hannah Montana. Apparently it's pretty funny. Cause I mean, like, honestly, Disney or, um, or Nickelodeon or any, any kind of thing like that. Um, you know, kids stuff or whatever that has nothing to do with horror, unless it's like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, They don't want, you know, they don't want people knowing because they they want to go there for the horror stuff, I guess. You know, but it is great yeah. that That's you're funny. able to, like... Yeah, hopefully you, I, do you have... me, I'm the exact
1: opposite.
0: Oh, go ahead, oh, I Would you ask Jonathan?
2: Well, I just said, do you have, like, did you have any pictures from Babes and Toyland? I do,
0: I do, okay. I do, I do. I have a lot from on set, and for some reason, I was camera happy then. So, oh, oh, whenever I was on movies, I would always make an agreement to to, you know, get a fair amount of stills from the shoot. But I have a lot of personal uh, photographs from that shoot that it bring. I mean, that was it was just we had a fun time. That was a yeah. fun movie to make. I mean, we were that in Germany like and it. we were in the, the the Bavarian studios and, you know, like a whole block on the back lot was a little town. It was so much oh. fun and driving those cars and it was, I mean, I mean, that's, that was our work. <laughs> 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 it was um, a ball. It was like so much fun. We had so much fun. But for horror fans out there, there was one movie we didn't talk about. And I just always feel that I need to give this movie a shout out. And that's when A Stranger Calls Back.
1: Uh, That's like my horror Uh, self. I really love that movie.
0: Yeah,
1: it was a TV movie, which a lot of people don't realize. It was a TV movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I was in college. No, I was like a freshman in college when I saw it. it ages yeah, I ago. think that the, that
0: movie, that was uh showtime's like, uh, I don't know, entry into, you know, trying to make movies. They were trying to get into that market of making movies. So, yeah, um, yeah. so that's how it ended up being called a TV movie because it just aired on showtime. But it was original yeah. content, you know. And yeah. um I, I just really enjoyed making that film. I don't know why that one I mean I do know why, just I loved making I loved playing that part. I just found that girl complicated and and quiet. She was such a quiet soul, you know, not really anything yeah. like me her personality. But strangely, I remember feeling very, very empathetic to the character, like I knew her, like she maybe would be my, you know, my I don't have a sister, but my sister's best friend. (laughs) It felt like, you know, somebody that I would know and feel close to. And uh, I just really loved making that movie. And that's not often talked about Going back to that question you asked a while
2: back, Jonathan. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think I saw yeah. like I think I saw a uh, interview with you where you did mention that one because I think that was kind of the thing, like where you're just like, yeah, people don't talk about that as much. And uh, what a lot of people might not know, um, I don't know if you know this, Jill. I'm sure you do. Um, hmm. But uh, when a stranger calls back, was actually rip track. You know, uh, like uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand kind of thing. So it's on Amazon Prime if people want to see the original movie, but they also have the <laughs> retracks version. So you can hear them kind of poke fun of it, like in a nice, you know, they don't they don't ever do anything mean and mean spirited or anything. But you know, <laughs> it's just lampooning what what they see or whatever. And um, I didn't get I a chance I to to watch know that. that.
0: Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do, did hear that like a couple of years, maybe two years ago or something. I don't remember. I Listen to my well, voice. I, I'm like losing my voice, huh, because <laughs> I just can't break out of that East Coast time. I'm like, it feels like it's four in the morning. <laughs> Wait, where, where are um, you right now? I'm in San Diego. I'm in Rancho Santa oh. Fe right now. Oh. Yeah, but I believe I get yeah. up. I get up on Friday mornings and go to LA to work on that show I talked about.
2: So, oh, yes. all
0: nearly every Friday, I get up at five thirty in the morning and I'm on the six thirty train to LA there to work am. all day, and then I I get come back here at night. I and live you in use both the places, train
1: and you're not what? in traffic.
0: <laughs> That's why I take the train. I can't. I can't handle the traffic. The traffic. So- I don't believe in suicide. However, I think the traffic could drive anybody <laughs> to want to go over a bridge. <laughs>
1: it's like, it's, like, it's sometimes like, when I'm driving in L.A., I wish it was a video game in the sense of you can just make a route out of any direction. Like I'm sitting in traffic and I, I'm like, mm, I wish I can just drive off the highway and make it down to like another level and just go 120 to where I need to go,
2: cross right? paths,
1: go through kind of like a Grand Theft Auto thing, and then stop right in front, get parking right in front, which never happens, and walk right in. I will always be on time, <laughs> but I can't do that. <laughs> it,
0: I love your idea. I think it's a great idea, um, <laughs> and, and I'm in total agreement with you. I mean, I cannot – there's – I've had – such awful experiences driving back and forth with, you know, like a truck almost like hitting me in the rain, like killing me and, um, no accident, but avoided one, you know, scary stuff. And then being stuck in traffic for five hours, I can't take it. I end up, I get like all panicky, I end up having pulling off the freeway and like crying just to release the tension. <laughs> I am not a good traffic person. I love oh. the train. I love the train. I bring my computer oh, too. on there. And just oh, do that's my so work.
1: mean. Oh, stop <laughs> it. oh, my gosh. I know what I'm going to be like at 50 now. Cause I try to do that now. I'm like an old, like dude, I'm sitting here and I have I have an old dial phone, and then I have a record player. I mean, I think these are just things that I just love. I love just. I wanted a flip phone recently, but Verizon wouldn't give me one. They're like, we don't. Oh, you're so you They're like, we want, We're not going to give you a flip phone. I'm like, no, I need to be old school. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. I remember when I had a phone and no one had a phone. No one. I felt like I was one of the first people to have a phone. And they Did you have have one of those? um,
2: Did you have the one, the old, like, uh, was it the the, the, walkie-talkie looking one? Yeah. The 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 original
0: ones were like bricks. And then I think before you, like, walked around with them, really, The first place we kind of had our cell phones, they hardwired them into the cars. So you'd have your little antenna and and so you'd have your car phone. And then for a couple of years, yeah, for a couple of years, (laughs) you had your car phone and you had your cell phone and you had your home number.
2: (laughs) That's funny. So silly. Um, <laughs> so silly. Just so you guys know, we are out of yeah. we are out of time live, uh, which means oh, okay. that like anybody listening live cannot hear us anymore. However, um, okay. we are still in. We're still recording, so it's not. So they can. Anybody wants to uh, like listen to what you know what we're talking about now, will have to listen to it later. You can go, on to, the the same, uh, yeah, can go to the recording link. Yeah, uh. you can go to the recording. Oh. Good. Uh, good? so we've got about 15 minutes left before they w- will kick us off so um, okay. I-, I just want to real quick um, Jill I want to mm-hmm. um, kind of ask about um, you've got uh, it seems you've got two movies that you might be directing soon um, can you tell us a little bit about those if you can you don't have to tell us well about I'm
0: moving but. I'm moving into directing and um, you know I'm always cautious to talk about these things because you know movies are not like making a record if you want to make a record you make your record it's not like it's not going to happen if you're doing it but a movie you can work on a project work on a script take it so far along and then the whole thing falls apart and it never gets Mm made so I'm I'm shy to say, yes, I'm directing a film. I'm set to direct a film. And um, next year, it should be next year because it's being shot in Minnesota and it's not going to be shot in the winter time. It needs to be no, shot somewhere between April yeah. and September.
1: Yeah, I was in <laughs> Minneapolis once during the winter. And I will say... No, I I love how they have the overpasses that, um you know, you can go through during the winter so you don't die. And I was I was uh, rehearsing for Sesame Street at the time, and I was like, hey, Cass, I won't go with you in the overpass because I'm cool. I'm going to go to Panera and then, like, walk to the theater. In the freezing <laughs> cold, four degrees in Minneapolis, I walked, like, three steps, and I was like, oh, God, I need a cab. I almost died. <laughs> I didn't know I cold know. until I was in Minneapolis and I go, okay. Like I've been, I've been to Chicago, but Minneapolis is cold. <laughs> it's cold. It's really cold. So we, and
0: it's a base on a true story. Oh wow. That took place in 1897. So uh, we have to get that part of the story right. And it can't be in the winter. So that's, yeah, the right. main reason or one of the main reasons there's three main reasons it has to wait until next year, but um yeah. so that's that. It's called Howard Lake and I'm really looking forward to it. I really hope it happens. You know, I've was always um on set and all the years I made movies, I always paid a lot of attention to that part of things. You know, I like putting movies together. I like uh, just the whole concept of it. I like thinking what how the camera sees it. It's got one eye, or human beings have two eyes. So it's a different yeah. point of view. I, I like pictures. I like thinking of a movie making like as a picture, and then what is the old-fashioned term that's never used anymore, a motion picture. Now we say films, we say movie, But what it is, I say it's bl- a... You
2: flex? You I say, I I, flick? say I, I I say flicks. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, but mainly well, because my company is called Six Flicks, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's yeah, that's what I. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I mean, it all goes back to the initial idea of like a picture that is in motion. If the picture just keeps moving, it's a motion picture. So I know mm-hmm. that sounds so elementary and dumb, but we sometimes don't break it down and think of it that way. So I like the pictures. I feel like you should yeah. be able to tell the whole story without any dialogue based on the yeah. pictures. So then when you, once you start adding the words and then you start and add the music, you add these other elements, then you're just taking it to a whole nother level. But the picture should tell the story, you know.
1: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I can't, can't even. You're so cute. I love it. Oh my god.
2: Um. So, uh, uh, Jill, how can people like uh, reach out to you on social media?
0: Well, I'm just. uh, I need to apologize for how bad I am at it. (laughs) Don't worry, Um, I am am too. Don't worry. You know, I have my personal Facebook page, and that really is filled up to the full 5,000. But I have the professional page, too. Sometimes you have to do a little harder search for it because uh, the personal one is the one that tends, I think, to come up on the Googling. And then I do have Instagram and Twitter. I'm really trying to use them more, but that still means like once a month. (laughs) I'm really bad. I'm going to get good, though. You're going to be so surprised. We're going to talk in a year, and you're going to be like, Jill, you did it.
1: You got Yay! it.
2: <laughs> goals.
1: Yeah, hashtag goals. Yeah, because you have to add that hashtag. <laughs> oh, when yeah, when you start using hashtags, Jill, let me know you've made it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you passed <laughs> over I to the, the, the other you. side. <laughs> I like I hated hashtags and then my my agent um, uh, for my musical theater agent that I had in New York he was like you gotta have a social media and start using hashtags I was like why why do we use hashtags he goes that's how people like follow you like find things that you like I go oh so they're not just like there for people to sound stupid like they actually are useful for something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, I would always make fun of it. Like, me and my friends, like, backstage would be, like, hashtag feeling good. Hashtag need a cup of water. Hashtag voices ready. Like, so we could just, like, make fun of it. And I didn't realize that it was used as, like, a search engine. So people, like, could ha- hashtag something and then it would search it. And then you'd come up. I'm like, oh, this makes sense to me now. Oh, See, so, okay. like, I don't even ha- know how they're used. So when...
0: When you have the hashtag, it doesn't have
1: to be, you can
0: make it up?
1: Yeah, like you can, make ma- you can literally make it up. Like I made up oh a hashtag God. recently. I forget what it was, but I was the only one that used it. And I was like, okay, I'm using it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, what is oh the God. rarity that out of like 7 billion people in the world, no one's used that hashtag yet. I felt really special. Well, it's, it's I not, like, it, I'm gonna it's use not it. I am Groot.
2: <laughs> it's not hashtag I am Groot.
1: No, it's not I Am Groot. It was something like, um, because that's, like, my main one, I Am Groot. Um, But uh, that's (laughs) actually, that turned out, it's so funny, like, my followers – have been I, hashtag I am rooting like all the time, but me and my boyfriend started that as a way to say I love you to each other on in on social media. So we go hashtag I am rooting to each other, but now everyone does it. So I'm like, oh, everyone's saying I love you. I love it. Like secretly, I know what it means, but like no one else does. Now they know. Oh, that's, that's so uh, technically, funny. I'm spreading the love secretly. Like they're just they're getting oh. the love. I like that. That's so cute.
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, hashtag goal. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I'm working on all of that stuff, right? I do have yeah. somebody that's that's signed on board to help me with that, actually. So oh good. Now I, oh, I hopefully really I'm going to get more in a groove now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Jonathan helped awesome. me with my Twitter. Like I didn't have a Twitter. Uh, well, I did, but it got hacked into like seven times, and then so he he started my Twitter again for me. But I haven't been on yeah, it since. But, you, but, since yeah, you started well, it. <laughs> and I'm not oh, going <laughs> <even laughs> I, guess I, I have to use it. <laughs> but you know what? People are de- people are deleting their Twitters now. So maybe it's a good thing that I never used it. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. of the whole like political like people are going back like saying oh my god look he hashtagged this 10 years ago he should be fired i'm like oh i don't have any hashtags from that uh you know 10 years ago i don't even have hashtags now on twitter i never use twitter
0: (laughs) i know you know i used to say that to my kids because they would they you know their kids they say really not bright things I mean it's not that they're not bright they're so intelligent but it's like you know you say really dumb stuff sometimes when you're
1: yeah
0: with your friends you know and that oh yeah oh god I hope I'm not insulting any teenagers here I don't mean it that way but we just sometimes we're we're having fun we're being silly you know what I mean when you're young like that
2: gotta be careful what you say
0: yeah I would always warn them i you know you guys gotta be careful you' you gotta think, and the last thing somebody fourteen is doing is thinking about when they're thirty. They're just not thinking yeah. about that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so you have mm-hmm. to be really careful. I don't ever talk uh politics or I talk just like Laura like you. I just say love, I talk about peace and love and healing and let people figure it out (laughs) yeah
1: exactly exactly
0: I figure there's so many people are talking there's so much hatred out there I just don't I really don't want to be a part of hatred I don't like hatred I I don't like it at all I I want to be yeah that's why I love acting and making movies it's like we get to as actors, we we were constantly um, showing others, helping others yes. to navigate humanity, to navigate yes. their humanity. And um, I'd rather put my attention there, you know, than into doing uh, you know conversations of hatred. <laughs>
2: <laughs> absolutely, I, I, absolutely. I think that's a wonderful thing to end on because we're literally about to get kicked off in about uh, four minutes. So I don't want to, you know, ah, okay, I don't maybe. want us to get kicked off or whatever. It's happened before, um, so we just got to be careful. Um, but I, I do want to say thank you so much, Jill. You are awesome. Uh, we love oh, having you. I know, I know, we both did. I can tell Laura did. Like I, I, I can oh, speak I for both did. of us. <laughs> you know, so oh well it was Thank fun you, you so guys. Much.
0: i'm sorry i'm so tired tonight i probably sound really oh. tired i
2: apologize for that I, no got, you cold, are completely so. fine yeah i got a cold so oh. i probably sound worse but um, oh, you know i'm just really great. glad it was you're, fun yeah really glad it, you were able to come on here and talk
1: oh well did did you did uh Jill did you ever say where to find you on social media or no Did we not? Yes, I I did. Facebook. It's all under my
0: name. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.
1: Yep. It's all there. Perfect. It's all there. And if anyone um, wants to see any of her films, most of them are currently on Amazon Prime now. Or you can go to, what was that website I found? It's uh, Rare Movies. Just... Type in any <laughs> movie, you'll find it. <laughs> you'll find it. Yeah, you'll um, find, you'll find it. Sorry. You'll find it. She's that popular. She's everywhere. Um, and uh, yeah. So shout out. Um, huge shout out to our guest, Jill. Show, show, Scho- 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 did I say that right. Snowden. Snowden. Scho- 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 and um, <laughs> and Sholin. Oh my God. Now i now telling him things. Snowden. Oh my God! I'm just listening, Jill all the time. Every okay, Jill Sholan. Shout out to her. Sholan, um, yes, Sholan. Um, and it has been so lovely talking with you. I feel like I have just met another amazing spirit in my life that I can put on my little tree. Um, you're just Aww. absolutely outstanding, and um, it's so nice to meet a fellow. Dancer, actor, singer, out there. I mean, it's just such good vibes from you all around, and you're so beautiful inside and out. And yeah, just everyone listening, check her out. She's amazing.
2: Thank you. Oh, you're <laughs>
1: so sweet.
0: It was great talking to you guys.
1: Yeah, well, it right, well, Thank you so much. Thank you
2: so much. All right, okay, have bye. a great night, everybody. Bye, bye. You too. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.